0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today is an extra special day on The Good Vanilla. We have a guest that I have been wanting on the podcast since its inception, really. Uh, he is the brains behind the Instagram accounts and blog store-bought is fine uh he has been featured and mentioned in the new york times the washington post insider magazine southern living town and country the list goes on and on he also has had the extreme fortune of bumping into aina in paris a dream of all of ours really but more on that later ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the podcast trent pfeiffer
1: hi everyone and thank you so much for having me nick excited to finally do this. <laughs> yes, at
0: long last. Oh my goodness. I I feel like I'm uh like James Lipton on and like inside the actor studio. I just have like a stack of cards with questions to ask you too. <laughs> um but I would I would love to get right into it too and I I know obviously that you are a long time uh you know really super fan of Ina I, Garden and The Barefoot Contessa of course. When when did she first pop up on your radar because I feel we're about the same age as well too so it's like it's uh, the roots run deep but what is your earliest I'm like what does Ina garden mean to you it's such a (laughs) it's such a great question
1: I always feel like um I was a little bit of a late bloomer with Ina like I I think because I was not into cooking growing up and like in college I wasn't cooking when I first moved to New York I wasn't cooking But I'd say, like, 2011, I was living in Hell's Kitchen, um, and my roommate, Lewis, and I used to, we would move between Food Network and HGTV, um, and we would just watch, we made sure we recorded every Barefoot Contest episode, and we would just binge (laughs) it, like, once a week, we'd get together and binge it. Um, Didn't cook many of our recipes, we just, like, loved the aspirational, like, looks like she's always having fun looks like like I want to be invited to like one of the one of her gay friends invited to one of her parties Like, and so the initial appeal was not even cooking her recipes it was just that it was a fun show it was a relaxing show uh something that my roommates and I could do together um and then it wasn't long after that that I read uh Julia Child's My Life in France and I really was like you know what maybe I think I was Thirty at the time, I was like, oh. maybe it's time to teach myself how to cook.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and that's... I thought,
1: what better way than in a garden?
0: I know there is something. I mean, I've asked. I'm sure you've been asked the question too, and we've all read articles of like, what is what makes Ina so special? But I really do think. For as, you know, a lot of the words that people first think of, it's like, oh, is it that bougie woman on the Food Network too? But like, she's really built herself from the ground up, especially like in, like with the specialty food store and like she's been in the game for so long yeah. at the same time. But there is something about her that um, just feels really natural. And like a, a lot of times people throw out the word like soothing and stuff yeah. like that. It is like my, my happy place and my sort of comfort zone too. Do you feel the same?
1: Yeah, and I think one of the appeals of Ida is that she's aspirational. Like, we all yes. obviously want to go out. But she's so approachable. And she doesn't want to be a celebrity. Like, she, like, she's not doing all the trappings of being a celebrity. She's, like, living my life, and I'm happy you enjoy it. And I'm, like, peaceful, calm. I, I was talking to somebody, and they're like, During the pandemic, I was waking up and I watched an episode of the Barefoot Contessa in the morning because it just calmed me for the day. Yeah. Like, I completely get that.
0: Yeah, I just feel that there is something, uh, like you said, like there is uh, like the energy and like her, her surroundings. Yes, she lives in East Hampton and yes, she like buys you know, the best ingredients too, but there is something that philosophy that just works as far as like her cooking. It's like, if you're going to make something simple, use the best ingredients and yeah. that she does have that, um, you know, I'm sure you use it in your own like entertaining and also like making her your way through her cookbooks too. Is just like, um, there's a lot of great tips along the way, honestly, like as far as just like entertaining and like things that I think of when I'm doing a cocktail party or something like that, that just, helps things go a little bit more seamlessly, I guess. Do you find that as well? Like the tips that she gives out?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I just finished. So I just finished the seventh book today. So just posted. I finished. How easy is that? And as I was rereading the book, I'm like, it has all these tips and that's like pretty much how I outfitted my kitchen. She has like 68 tips throughout the book. I'm like equipment you need, like helpful. But I also, as I was reading, I was like, I didn't realize this philosophy was coming from Ina like I'm like I'm always like I don't need a garlic press it's a one-use thing and she references Mm -hmm. like she hates one-use items in her kitchen um so I I I think that like my first two books were Barefoot Contessa and uh or Barefoot Contessa How Easy Is That and then Back to Basics and I just thought as a new person in the kitchen that I didn't have a lot of experience she really like with simple ingredients made me feel like I was a star in the kitchen. Uh, and that's yeah. why I think I just, what appealed to her, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, wh- why I was so attracted to her um, is that yeah. she made it easy for me to feel confident in the kitchen.
0: I love that. I, and, and kind of, you know, really jumping into Storebot is fine, the Instagram account. And your beautiful website as well, too. I was scrolling through. It's it's so well curated. And I know that's such like even as a podcaster doing something weekly or sometimes having multiple podcasts, like it's it's nowhere near the same thing that you're doing. There's so much more behind the scenes, I'm sure, and stresses along the way too. But do you do you release three a week? I remember reading that, like on how many do you do? I think-
1: I do four a week. Yeah. Wow. So I do four recipes a week. Yeah. But like you have to really think about, I mean, I'm in a weird place now because I have a ton of desserts. So I'm just constantly sure. making desserts. <laughs> as I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'm about a hundred recipes from the finish line. And wow. I think half of those are desserts. Um, but like early on, if I'm doing four recipes, it's a main, it's a side, it's a dessert. Yeah. And so it's like one That's meal. True.
0: And then like
1: one other thing. So I kind of look at it as that like how many times are you cooking during the week? I'm cooking four INA recipes during the week. So
0: that does make sense. I remember at when I was starting this podcast, I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll make a couple recipes. And then I was like, no, I was like, Trent does it better. And you 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 honestly do. It's like my (laughs) my my boyfriend, um, he's a graphic designer and he is very impressed because he knows how hard it is um with your food photography um is that something like did you go out and like buy a camera what does that look like behind the scenes like with lighting and everything
1: no so it's all taken on my iphone and i love that the funny thing is it's it's i've been doing the project for almost six years now Mm -hmm. and early on the photos weren't great like i used i remember taking photos and being like this is so horrible that i'm going to put a picture of a dog on here like a sticker (laughs) because I was like this looks like crap but here's this cute little dog like I like scrolling back I'm like embarrassed by some of the photos but I've taken pictures of my food every day practically for six years and uh, it's amazing but just that repetitiveness like you learn the tips and tricks and how to do things a little quicker a little better like you're like this doesn't work you thought this was going to work you find the places in your apartment that light the good lighting
0: the good yeah. lighting yeah
1: a lot of, a lot of my uh, photos end up being taken on the floor because oh, wow. I get the best lighting at in the window like behind our couch
0: sure <laughs> I love that yeah if I, I very rarely do I take pictures of food like if I'm cooking at home but I there's just like it's to right to the right of the sink at a certain angle and then once you lock it down it's it's kind of that's where it is that's where it lives too yeah. I, it's interesting too like anytime you said you've been doing it for six years too and I'm sure like you go back and look at your first like couple of entries and cringe, like what you're saying too, but that is part of the process too. Like there's so much, you have to go through the sort of like awkwardness of like, you know, my first podcast episodes, like way back in the day when I started, I, I, I can't listen to them. I just can't, and it's like the same deal too. But um, it's, I, I had a question about, um, you know, what's on your no-fly list as far as foods? Are there recipes that you were like, do you try everything? Is there like, like do you hate mushrooms or do you hate cilantro like Ina? Like, what is
1: the, the what thing that, that hurt? hurts the most is that Ina hates cilantro because cilantro is one of my favorite herbs. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> like, uh, she has her cheesy chicken enchiladas, and I think she had you, she's like, put parsley or cilantro if you want. I'm like, I'm not putting parsley on my chicken. <laughs> like, yeah, no tomatoes, way.
0: Cilantro. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so, uh, as for food, I am. Uh, I kind of am like try everything three times because if if you try it once, you could have just had a bad experience. So I'm always open to try everything three times. One of the things that I'm working on is that I don't like anchovies. And I'm trying like I and over the course of this project, I adds them to a lot. And I love when you can't tell they're in the background of a dressing or anything like that. But I keep on like buying expensive ones, thinking this is going to be the anchovy that I love. And I just don't love anchovy, um, but I'm still looking. So I'm always like, if anyone has any recommendations for anchovies, let me know. But yeah. I, I feel like try everything like multiple times. Um, is I like kind that. Of how I look at it.
0: That's kind of how I started to like olives. I was just like forcing myself to like them. And then I had the, the Castel Vitrano olives, like the really bright green ones that are like yeah. buttery and beautiful. And I was like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is it right here. I, I'd say like... The one thing, like my anchovies is blue cheese in like any capacity. I really have tried oh, and I'm, I'm still open. <laughs> I know, and like the majority of people do, but I just, I feel like I've said it before in the podcast. I was like, who looked at blue cheese and was like, yeah, I'm going to eat that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> But maybe I need the Roqueforts. I, I maybe I need to really step it up. I do prefer
1: Roquefort to um, a blue cheese. And I know in the episode that we're going to talk about, she does yeah. like a Roquefort recipe. Yeah.
0: Condive, Roquefort uh, (laughs) vehicle. Yeah. Um, So you're nearing, how many, how many books you have left then? You're, is it just one or is it two? No, so I have five
1: left. So there's five cookbooks left, but how I've been doing it is I've been cooking out of all of them simultaneously. Yes. And then I'm finishing them in the order that she released them. So while I have five cookbooks left, There's like three recipes left in some of them. Obviously, Modern Comfort Food, her most recent book, I have like 25 recipes left from that one. Um, So I'm just finishing them in order, but I've been cooking out of all of them for the entire project.
0: I love that because people are like, and,
1: "How do you only have a hundred recipes and you have five books left?" And I was like, "It's just pieces of each book."
0: Yeah, I love uh, that. I, I feel like there's like a spreadsheet behind the scenes that you have. Uh, so, I need to make one for this podcast on what episodes I'm covering because I'm just going all over the place. But yeah, well,
1: sure I, I can I can um, share my. spreadsheet of Ina's shows and what recipes are on them because when I was building
0: lovely when
1: I was building out the project I decided that I was going to do the cookbooks and everything that was made on the television show so that's guest stars guests like all of that so I had to build out a whole excel spreadsheet of every episode and what's made on my gosh I'd be happy to set I'll save you some time I can Uh,
0: (laughs) Christmas it's like Christmas in July over here really that's that is a gift
1: I love the spreadsheet, and uh, I get two reactions when people see my spreadsheet because I have like seventeen tabs that like out like, it. and there's formulas that add up how many books and how many recipes and all of that. And and if you're type A, you're like so impressed, and you're like, "This
0: is sure. their
1: jam." But if you're not, people are like, "You're a psychopath." <laughs> no,
0: I I would love it. I I mean, it's just like. Like, how many times has, like, Michael been on the show? You know, like, I would love to know, like, just guest stars. Because there's so many great guest stars along the way, too. And some of them are uh, better than others, too. Like, I just, I really do love the interactions with Ina and, like, her guests, too. It is something about, like... I don't know how to describe it without like really because it sounds like even when I started this podcast like I never want to throw shade to Ina but like I think that is part yeah. of the charm is like the goofy sort of like way she like poses her hands like this and then she you know and then she rubs them <laughs> together and she has her go-to's and stuff too but like that is what really brings me a lot of the joy in addition to like the cooking uh, on the tv yeah. show and- yeah
1: and i think that she has a really great sense of humor like yes. and she's open to like that like cuz i was early on in this project i was a little nervous that she would get the impression that I was making fun of her or like, I was like, no, it's an ode to her. Like all the Photoshop's I do with like our us in Halloween costumes and us- I was just going to bring that up, yes. And I I was really nervous that she'd be like, who is this weirdo who keeps showing Photoshopping his face onto my body? (laughs) (laughs) But she's actually commented on some of them. And she like, uh, I did, I think uh, last Halloween we went as First Wives Club. It was me, Jeffrey and Ina. Yes. um and she was Goldie Hawn and she commented on it and she's like oh I look really great as a blonde <laughs> so like I think that she just has like she's in on it she's yes like happy to make fun of herself happy like it's all in love too so like we all love her love Yes, little
0: <laughs> yeah it, there is I agree with everything that you're saying too I there is like even starting this podcast too like in my first episode I'm like listen I love Ina but you gotta like you got to mention it because the conversations and moments are just like too good to pass up. Like, you know, when the tent be rocking, don't come a knocking. Like I can't yeah. skip over that <laughs> and really just not like dissect every moment. It's, it's so yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and I do yeah, love yeah, the photoshops, is. the photoshops you have it's every time that you like storebot is fine, likes a photo on the good vanilla pod. I do think it is Ina because you guys have I- the same profile picture and it's like split I- in half.
1: I do feel bad that All some people though, are like, yeah. oh, I got really, really excited. I thought Ina had liked my my stuff. And somebody's like, are you ever going to get rid of that creepy, like, photo? No, keep like, it. No, that's, that it has to stay that way. Like, I've gotten much better in photo with Photoshop, but that's a, a poor Photoshop job.
0: Sure,
1: um, okay. But I'm like, that's kind of the charm of it.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what makes it better. I I love it. Uh, so you you mentioned that Ina is also like, she's commented on a couple pictures, but really, we're going to take it one step further and um, a story that I'm sure you've told multiple times, but you, I mean, really like the, the stars aligned, this lightning in a bottle moment in Paris, was it in 2018? It was I a couple was years back. Yeah, okay. I
1: think it was three just, years uh,
0: you know, fill us in. What were you, what were you doing in Paris? Were you just like, you know?
1: So, so I had been to um, uh, Paris a couple times before, but I had never really it had been for like Two days or a day. It's always been kind of quick trips. I didn't have the best meals when I was there. Uh, but, and uh, I was, in, it, of all places, I was in a cafe, a French cafe in Miami. And I just was having, it was, I was eating by myself, reading a book in this French cafe. And I'm like, I'm going back. I have to go back. I'm going to do a foodie tour of Paris. Well, like, I'm going by myself. I'm going to go by myself. But if any of my friends want to come, great three friends ended up wanting to come and like we just ate our, like I did research for nine months on restaurants. And like, I was like, this is going to be my foodie experience in Paris. Okay. Um, So that kind of is the setup of why we were there. And obviously Ina is a Francophile. She loves Paris, she loves France. Um, So it was kind of uh, hitting some of the places that she loves, but then like checking out other places. So we had tried to get into Septim Um, uh, which is one of the hardest restaurants in Paris to get into for their tasting menu, Um, uh, couldn't get into it. So as a backup, we did Verju. and we had originally scheduled it for Friday night. We were gonna go to Verju and do this tasting menu. And uh, our friend was like, oh wait, I don't get in until Saturday, can we move it? And I was like, okay, let me like, see if I can get a reservation now for Monday, like night, it's our last night in Paris, that'll be great. Uh, but so luckily, we're able to get that reservation, and so we get there, and I walk. I'm the first to walk in, and it's a tiny. It's like double the size of my current living room, which is not very big at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I look in the corner, and it's Ayn and Jeffrey sitting next to each other, facing out to the restaurant. And I turn to my friend, and the like color just drained from my face. <laughs> and he's like, "Is everything okay?" And I go. And Jeffrey are here in the corner. <laughs> uh, so we got like sat in the opposite corner in the room, okay. yeah. uh, and I couldn't face them, so I had to face away. I had to have my back to them because I wouldn't be able to concentrate. Yes. So had a fabulous meal throughout. We're like drinking, building up my liquid courage, like all yes. to, like wait for them to pay the bill, and then I can't pass up this opportunity, the opportunity to pop over and just say hi. Yeah. So we see the restaurant's kind of clearing out. We were there a little late. Um, and I walk over with one of my friends. I'm like, I'm so, so sorry to bother you, uh, but I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm cooking all, my way through all of your recipes. And she's like, oh. And I go, yeah, I'm store-bought, it's fine. And she goes, oh. She goes, I heard you were in town. People had been commenting on the People have been commenting on her Instagram, like, oh, store in Paris, you need boy. to find
0: it. <laughs> oh my gosh, the fans come through. They come through. Yeah, they
1: do, they really do. And uh, she turns to Jeffrey and she's like, oh, we've corresponded online before. Um, and we had this great little five minute, 10 minute conversation about our meals, sure. about our trip, like everything's so wonderful. At the end, I was like, would you mind getting a photo with me? She's like, we just yeah. paid the bill. Um, we're waiting for our car. Uh, we'll give you the heads up when we're heading out and we'll get photos outside. So when they were leaving, we went out, got photos. And she, she was like, thank you so much for all you're doing with this. You always wonder if somebody that you idolize or somebody that you really look up to could ever live up to your expectations. People are human. Like, yeah, will they be as good? And they were beyond what I expected. They, they were exactly what I expected and they were so sweet. So amazing. Um, and just so welcoming
0: <laughs> and it's I mean, she's like, so magical.
1: of the project.
0: Yeah. yeah. I so it, it, it just, I, it's uh, go ahead. remarkable. No, I was just, I was just saying like, I feel that like once I walked in and saw them, I really wouldn't be able to like relax and I would be afraid that they would leave before you like, if before you got over there or something, then you'd have to track it down. Like, yeah. and I'm sure your friends are like, you got th- Were they like coaxing you on? Like, you got to do it now. Or like, how did that work?
1: We, uh, so I was with two people that are in PR. So we were uh, like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Yes. I'm going to come with you. Like my friend, you pull Mari. out your Excel sheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She came over, but the funny thing is, uh, my friend Mari comes over with me and she mm. goes to shake Aina's hand and knocks over their bottle of wine on their table. Oh. So luckily, luckily they had finished their bottle of wine. I was okay, like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. They were
1: kind of pumping me up and they were like, what are you going to say? Like coaching me through all of it because I was like a nervous wreck (laughs) and people, people were like, Oh, like, did you follow her? Were you stalking her? I was like, no, this isn't even a restaurant that was on any of the lists that she talked about wanting to go to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, the, Oh my gosh. I just can't believe like the kismet of that situation. And like, and just her saying, "Like I heard you're in town," is just like I would have been like, "Say what now?" You know, so it's crazy. just <laughs> magical. And I know that uh, your boyfriend got Aina to sign the picture last year, like for Christmas. I guess it was a Christmas gift, I, right?
1: I need to step up my gift giving game because that he is, is on it. I I I was I opened it and I go, "Is it?" I was like, "Uh, uh-huh, what?" Like I was totally caught off guard. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's but it, this is I was like, this is Ina's handwriting because at first I was like, did he sign this? Like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, this is Ina's handwriting. And I, I went, did you because she says, love you, XXX Ina. And yes. I was like, did you ask her to say love you? And he, He's like, I'm not ask, I'm not telling Ina Garden what to write on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Just to sign it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: he reached out to her assistant, uh, and her assistant was like, yeah, send the photo, and I know we'll sign it, and got it back to him in, like, a couple days.
0: Just like that. Well, I mean, it really does take the cake, because I I had a guest previously that bumped into her. But also, like, a really great story of, like, in New York, and I happened to be, like, and it was also an equal sort of... um, welcoming experience and Jeffrey was like a little buzz. How was Jeffrey, what, what what was Jeffrey doing? Was he just like nodding and smiling as usual?
1: Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey was very quiet. Like yeah. I think uh, Mari was talking a little bit more to Jeffrey, but I, sure. I was like very laser focused on Ina. Um, but I'm like, I don't really, re- like Jeffrey and I like exchanged pleasantries and like shook each other's sure, hand and yeah. all of that. I didn't have like a real conversation with Jeffrey. Um, I think the weirdest question I got about that they're like what does she smell like (laughs) I'm like I have no I don't remember like it's It's all a little bit of a
0: (laughs) I'm sure with the wine pairings and just the excitement of it all I did I did I I feel like most people do know that she's like pretty tiny in person as well too like she's not like I feel like that's always a thing with celebrities you're like you're so short but like obviously you wouldn't say that um but uh <laughs> i i i mean i'm i'm jealous I, I remember when i saw that i was so excited for you and i was so i'm sure like all the fans you know on the instagram like it was just mayhem you People know what i mean going
1: crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so cool though i mean that is a once in a lifetime like i i've only seen Ina twice on like her book tours where she yeah. like she she just, like, has, like, interviews, and I, I've seen her twice, and uh, that's the closest I've got, but um, that that story really does, it, that's, like, a, I don't even know, like, I don't have the words, it's I so always, beautiful.
1: The, the funny thing is, I'm like, we, I know she lives in the Hamptons, but she has an apartment in uh, New York, and is eating yeah. out in the city all the time, she's always supposed yes. to, you, like, you'd think that we would run into each other somewhere in New York at a restaurant yes. or something like that. No, halfway around the globe, <laughs> like, in, in Paris. Paris. But it, it, it's just like one of those, like, I couldn't ask for a better first time meeting her. Yeah. Like, I've met her one other time at, like, okay. signing. Um, and you get, like, two seconds, like, sure, like yeah. but this was, like, a real moment in her favorite town, city, my favorite city. Yes. like it, it just was like so magical. And I sometimes still have to pinch myself to believe that it even like, I'm like, did that actually happen?
0: It did, it did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, speaking of Paris, the episode that you chose is uh, Barefoot in Paris. This is season four, episode 13, a great episode, action packed really. Um, There's that so love much to... that goes on
1: in this episode. <laughs> I know, it's lovely.
0: And like, you know, as Ina would say, gentlemen, start your spoons. I think we should just dive right in here. Let's do, um, Let's do it. I won't do all of Ina's voiceovers, but she does say, I do love the beginning. She's like, I love Paris. Jeffrey and I have been coming here for 30 years and it always inspires me. She's like, I'm always on the lookout for great ideas for new recipes that I can make at home. Great entertaining ideas. I'm planning lots of fun. Maybe a little romance. I love like the little hands. Yeah. To the, like, uh. <laughs> that's like, that's my favorite part. Like, I just love these intros of uh, of her. That's like really one of my favorite things. It's always like the beginning. What's she gonna say at the beginning? What is she gonna say at the very end? In ways I'm always, yeah. I'm anticipating that the most. Um, but I on the menu. yeah.
1: Like, I love the mannerisms. I love, like, the Inaisms. Yes. They're all Ina-isms. Yeah. And- <laughs> That's why we love uh, her.
0: Yeah, and sometimes she's there's really, like, awkward- there's,
1: there's an awkwardness to it, too, which yes. I relate to. Like, I have social anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, her, her uh, like, my defense is laughing. Like when I'm like, uh, like I just laugh when I'm nervous. Sure. Yeah, of course. And I feel like she does that.
0: Too. Oh, <laughs> yes, she does. Here and, here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've said it before. Like, I mean, I, I can't say that I would be any different if I had like a cooking show. I'm sure it was like, cause she said no at first yeah. when they approached her, she was like, no way. In hell, am I doing that? <laughs> uh, but I guess they convinced her. I mean, I don't know what it took to convince her to do it, but they they eventually did. And
1: they, um, yeah, they really, really like. So they approached her a bunch of times, and then they found a producer that was producing a show in the in um, the UK, I believe that kind of liked the likes and they came and flew in and met with her and she was like okay i could do it if you guys were at the helm of it like
0: nice like the right director the right production i feel like it is is it nigella is it like is it the same production company i I feel like i've seen at the end of nigella's episodes um that like sort of like circle sort of logo thing it might not be but it does have like similar feels to nigella she's out and about she's like waking up in the morning nigella is a little bit more like Romance novel, and they tried it with Ina a couple times. I mean, those early (laughs) episodes (laughs) are
1: bathtub episode. I forget which episode that. Yes,
0: (laughs) it is magic. But you know, I mean, she found her way too, and 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 I'm sure they worked with her along the way. But it really does. I think we've settled into a really great groove with Ina, and she just she knows what works, and the editing is always really great. And (laughs) There's that. Um, but on the menu for this episode, there there are, there are like a whole bunch of different segments. Um, there are like some French uh, tartines. There are it's lemon chicken with croutons, caramelized shallots, which look so good. They're divine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, easiest, like a cocktail party, sort of tips and tricks. Um, uh, you know, a picnic along the Seine river with, uh, you know, Jeffrey and then the endive salad, the herb baked eggs and, you know, and many, many more things too. And I'm, I would love to like, if you've, have you made all these things? Is there something that has not been like out of all these things that I just randomly blurted out too? Are they all ringing a bell?
1: I have made almost all of them. Okay. Um, I, I've yet to make her top and on um okay. but I'm actually whenever this drops it's going to be huh? with the top on recipe Oh, nice, <laughs> like, perfect yeah. Beautiful. i was like oh it'll be fun to cook something from the shows like i wonder if there's anything that i haven't cooked and i actually i need to look back because i'm i don't know 1100 almost 1200 recipes in yeah i forget what i've made like there are oh, recipes I'm that sure. are just like oh i don't remember that like and so she makes a tartine with goat cheese and tomato and arugula. And I'm yes. like, I can't remember ever making that. So now I need to go through all of my posts. Yes. And see if I made that, and, uh,
0: we'll add that to the list. To the spreadsheet. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I meant to ask you this too, and it's a, a little bit of a tangent, but what is your favorite book so far? Or like, what do you feel, maybe this is a two-parter favorite book. And then also, especially since you started the project in an effort to like, become a better cook, like what do you feel like offers the most value to someone who's starting out? So, and maybe they're the same book. Maybe it's the same answer.
1: So I have for years been saying barefoot contest at home is my favorite. It's a bunch of recipes that I make over and over again. They're relatively easy, but as I, as I'm finishing the books, I'm rereading the books as I do my posts so that I can be like, what did I learn from this book? What did it like? What are the recipes that I love? All of that. And I keep on like, it's almost like the last one I finished is now becoming my favorite. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I finished. How easy is that? And I'm looking through and because th- there are 1300 recipes, I don't often repeat recipes. Like sure. even if I love them, it gets filed away. Like, okay, we'll make that again sometime. But I was yeah. looking through how easy is that? And it has the mocha icebox cake that I make all the time. Uh, it has the <sighs> soppressada and yeah. cheese pastry. It has all these, the weeknight bolognese, all these recipes that I probably made, 10 times over the last six years they have become really really part of my regular rotation um so right now i'll still say at home but how we use that just because i reread it uh this week i'm like
0: sure subject to change in my heart right yes (laughs) yes um well, back to Paris here. So Ina begins in the street markets in Paris. She has some friends coming over. As we all know, she likes to be inspired what she sees at the market, which I think actually is like, have you done something similar to that? Like whether in Paris or even like in New York and stuff like that? Like, do you, I mean, I'm sure you're not just like <clears throat> walking up and sniffing the peaches, but like you kind of just <laughs> see what <clears throat> what's like available to you. You know what I mean? It does seem like a, a great Saturday morning sort of ritual.
1: I wish I did more of it. Uh, I just moved down to Chelsea um, okay. two months ago and the Union Square farmer's market is just like a 10 or 15 minute walk from me.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: Um, but because I'm so regimented in this project and like here oh, are the yeah. recipes I need to make, I often yes. am not going for, I'm going, I need to find this versus- Yeah, like, that's I'm true. Gonna, I'm gonna go to the market and find. I'm, I, I'm. At the end of this project will be bittersweet, but it's moments yeah. like that where it's like, I wake up Saturday morning and I go, oh, what do they have? Great. I'll get the fresh, whatever. And then we'll figure out what recipe I'm going to make with that afterwards. I mean, if that's one of my favorite, have you been to France?
0: I have. Yeah. I went um, in 2019 with my boyfriend and it's interesting because I had a very similar experience. Like it was lovely. He has family in Paris. So we, it was great because we had a place to stay and we, and I met his family over there, but it was a lot of like you know, the sort of introduction to Paris, you know, the Eiffel Tower and all this other stuff. Yeah. And and yeah. we did like some touristy stuff and the food, like for the most part was like great, but like, I would love to go back and do it again. And then kind yeah. of like, and take this list with me as well. Like everything yeah. that she, cause I'm like, <laughs> why didn't we do that? And I think we talked about it, but like, we were there for like four or five days and then it, I blinked and it was over. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Paris is great.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, that's one of the things I love, and we sit in Airbnb that had a kitchen, but we were mostly eating out yeah um but I do love the market culture there it, yeah. like it's so eat, like here you have the the uh, farmer's market Saturday Sunday there yeah. it's every day it's That's like great. you can get everything and there's your fresh meats, your fried like like Ina says in the episode, you can get your wine at the farmer like at the yeah. farmers
0: market <laughs> yes, I got really like because Keon speaks a little bit of french like just enough which is great so i would just like rely on him and aina like she's great like she's like she's kind of downplaying her french but i'm like you're killing it
1: (laughs) well because she's she's like oh my french is in this episode she's like my french is bad and i was like it sounds wonderful (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) it's like not like silvou play like she has like she's like, I don't know. It's there. Like I'm Conversational sure she's French, but she's got yes. it. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I
1: always joke that uh, the first time I went to Paris, I went to McDonald's, which don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Uh, and I was like, yes, I'm going to order my big Mac and fries. In sure. And that was yeah. the only French I spoke the entire time.
0: <laughs> yes. And I know that like in most countries too, like they do appreciate at least a try, you know, like a good, honest attempt. But I, I mean, I I didn't really know much French, so I, it is hard at the same time, but she's, she's killing it. She lifts up this like giant cucumber. She's like cucumber to go with a salami. (laughs) It's like the size of her head. Uh, I, I just love watching her. And so she goes back to her apartment. Um, She's talking about like the secret to a really easy cocktail party is to make one thing and assemble the rest. I wholeheartedly agree with this. Like what, what is your approach? I'm sure it's changed and evolved since the beginning of your project up until now too.
1: I, she's taught me so much about entertaining. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think later in the episode, she's like, my friends aren't gonna have any more fun if I spent all day making a dessert. I love uh, that. That's just how I feel. Like, yes, I do probably go a little overboard for my brunches, but it's usually because I'm just trying to get the recipes out. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but, so I'm like, I have to do a dessert. I have to do, but it's, I try to make it for brunches. I try to make as much as I can ahead of time, but I love the philosophy of having one uh, homemade thing. And then like a spread of everything. I feel like what I have learned is that people are just happy to let ha- like that you have them over. Like yeah. it doesn't like, it's not. It's not about impressing people. Like yes. cooking shouldn't be about impressing people. It's about creating community, and I, and I love that. And I think I've, that's something that Ina has taught me.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's something, especially like I don't know, like as a millennial too. It's like people don't have dinner parties. You know, I I feel. I can't really remember the last one. I really like a proper dinner party, not just like cocktails, you know, and like that, of course, is a different like beast than just like the cocktail party in general, too. But I do agree with that. There is, as long as I have a drink, even if it's champagne or a glass of wine, within the first five minutes, and there's like something salty to nibble on, like the rest, I don't care about. Yeah. I just like. And I have to
1: remind myself when I go places, I'm ha- like you said, I'm happy yes. doing. So everyone, like, I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves when we are yeah. hosting that it has to be perfect. It has to be impressive. It has to be yes. all of these things. And it's like, no, your friends just want to hang out and have some drinks and eat something.
0: Yes. <laughs> Maybe a little gossip. That's how Ina says it. <laughs> um, it's so true. I, I feel like in the times that I have seen Ina live, like in those interviews, and she says, like everyone's like, you always look so calm. Like you just have an under control. And she's like, what you don't know is 10 minutes before the party starts, I'm like yelling at Jeffrey. and like, it's just like a tornado, <laughs> which is so me. Like I I am the Ina and Keon's my Jeffrey. And he just is like, what can I do? Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Keon helps out a little bit more than Jeffrey. I do love Jeffrey's whole trajectory of just like being the, the lovable doofus who's also like a genius at the same time. Yes, you know what so I, mean?
1: I was like, he's a great at, like I was like, I've always like, i have to remind myself that he is he at yale he's a dean yeah. at yale and like... and like
0: teaches economics and like has like yes. more I, I feel like at least three books that he's published so like uh-huh. he's doing just fine just because he can't yeah. tell the difference between a cantaloupe and like you know a peach yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows yeah. uh it's it's and not I almost, his I
1: almost picked up for this i almost picked an episode where uh, she makes Jeffrey cook pizza and then laughs at him the entire time.
0: It's oh. just
1: an episode that makes me laugh so hard, but I was like, let's do Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: why not? I know those, those episodes are always great too. Are you a top, I know we talked about the anchovies, but like, are you an olive guy? Like, would you eat the tapenade?
1: I love olives. I'm very yeah. much an olive, like good olives. Like, yes, I feel like, absolutely. Decent, like, I don't like the overly salty ones, that, Like, but I do love olives.
0: Yeah, they're great. I've never had a tapenade. And like, I, I feel like I've, I like olives enough at this point that I would certainly try it. But um, one of the best things that like we ate in Paris when we were there, it was outside of Paris, was just like, I think it's just like, we stumbled upon it. It was like a bakery in his, his aunt's neighborhood and like these baguettes. <sighs> I had one with like just goat cheese and like maybe some other herb. And Keon got like one with like olives and something. And it was... It really was the best thing I ate in Paris, which is crazy because like we went to a lot of great places and, but I no, love discovering stuff like that too.
1: It's the simplicity. And and I know I was always talking about good ingredients and when they're good ingredients, you don't need that much of like, yes. like I remember getting delicious, like by myself in a park in Paris, I bought a baguette. And a thing of delicious good butter and was just yes. eating. And I was like, I couldn't be happier just eating this baguette with butter in this park. Like this is this is my happy place.
0: Yeah, bread and butter. And and that's what we did. We just kind of like walked around the neighborhood and ate these baguettes and like they were pretty substantial. But I was like, I'm there's no question I'm gonna finish this like right now. Like it is, it was <laughs> divine. It was awesome. <laughs> um so going back to the episode here she basically takes that um idea that like that party and brings it back to East Hampton she says same party different time zone and just as much fun (laughs) and she's like cheers to East Hampton and I don't I don't know who was in the room there like in the cast of characters sometimes Ina has people that I don't recognize and sometimes there are but uh
1: Cheers I didn't recognize anyone Cheers. in uh, in this one. I was like, this yeah. isn't the regular crew of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, even, I mean, we'll get to her, but her friend Anna, she, I feel like I've seen her, maybe I've just seen her in this episode. Is she on another one? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's a,
1: she's on several, because I think she's actually cooked on the show before, too. Oh,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: because they're very, very close.
0: Yeah, they she, said, she said, like...
1: She unfortunately passed away. She was oh. hit by a car like Whoa. four years ago, so that's what was very very sad.
0: Wow, Anna, and 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 we'll get to it too. But she said that like she's inspired Ina more, more than like anyone she's known. So I'm interested in that relationship. But uh, yeah, oh, Anna, yeah,
1: um,
0: the appetizers, any style. They're back in Paris on the Boulevard Respi Market or Raspi. And I, I I wrote it like phonetically uh, because I didn't want to like pronounce it wrong, which I probably did. Um, I. Yeah. I am attempting to
1: not say any French words on this podcast because I don't <laughs> want to butcher them. <laughs> You can say baguettes. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she's admiring the rotisserie chickens that are like just being turned above like, and on the bottom are these like beautiful potatoes. I would love that. That sounds so good and inspires the, you, the chicken with you, croutons.
1: Yeah. Have you made have the I, chicken with croutons?
0: I have not at all but I, it sounds delicious. It is magic. And... <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's a, everything that I love. She has
1: a couple, she has a couple recipes. I think she has two. One, you just put a slab of sourdough under the chicken and then roast okay. the chicken on it. And Ooh. it's really crispy on one side and just soaks it all. And then you cut that up and it's your croutons for your salad with your chicken, which Got was it. phenomenal. And then she has this one and it's just like soaking up all of those chicken juices. It's like such a phenomenal, phenomenal meal.
0: Yeah, I mean she makes it with I, I I love sourdough bread. I know like we're we are sourdoughed out from quarantine, you know what I mean? I never I did I did I didn't participate in the sourdough starter uh, trend, but I do love a good sourdough. Yeah. Um what is your bread of choice? Like if you were to like pick out of a lineup, is it like is it a baguette? Is it you know I, a marble rye? I actually <laughs> think sourdough is my
1: like go to yeah. like. If I'm making a grilled chewiness. cheese, it's always going to be sourdough. Um, I, I mean, baguettes are great, and they're very like you can use them for so many different things. But yeah, I think as my go-to, uh, a good sourdough. I feel like I always have some in my freezer. Um, yeah, just to have on hand at all times.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's it's like chewy and like kind of hard, but um, it's it's kind of everything I want in a bread at the same time. But baguettes are hard to beat too. Yeah. they're pretty versatile. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she's talking about the bread. She's like, it reminds me of the delicious breads at Poilón Bakery. And we jump to Poilón and Ina tells us that like, it's like the most famous bread shop in the entire world. And you can also have them shipped overnight to your house. I was like, from Paris? Like, I just don't, that's crazy. I, I can't even imagine. And,
1: and, and I made a note about that too. Cause I'm like, yeah. that's so cool. Like also... I've been there. The bread is absolutely delicious, but I don't think I need to have it shipped overnight. Like I have to have this bread for my brunch yes. tomorrow. <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah. Um, but I guess there's a market for it. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does look beautiful and and everything has like a, a like a, a fancy, like pea dusted on it, like in flour mm. or it's just like carved into it. It's, it looks really delicious
1: and when when we were there we actually ate because they make uh tartines next door or whatever and yes we went there for breakfast and i had uh, coffee and uh a basic i had a avocado toast over there sure and, yes uh everything was absolutely phenomenal
0: uh it looked so great I, and i was just like that's where i was starting to like regret everything that we did in paris and i was like all right we have to go back Paris 2.0, um, but it looks great. Uh, so we're back in East Hampton for some homemade tartines, and which we already sort of talked about the goat cheese and tomatoes and the smoked salmon with cucumbers. Cucumbers are sliced so thin. I don't know how she got it that thin.
1: Probably mandolin is my guess. But I I'm, guess,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I, have, I don't know. Um, yeah. But. I love an open-faced sandwich. So tartines are like my jam. Like half the yes. time I get a sandwich and I take the top bun off. <laughs> like, I don't like the ratio of bread to all of my yes. fillings. I want a better ratio and I'm happy to eat it with a fork and knife. Um, yeah. Get rid of that top bun.
0: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and like most of the time I've railed against ciabatta before too, because I just feel like I don't want it spilling out. You know what I mean? I feel like the open-faced model (laughs) like lends itself better (laughs) to like being more successful and you can put whatever you want it's just kind of like like she said it's like whatever you have around the house just uh you know make it happen yeah um so next up is the caramelized shallots and french string beans so you've done the shallots before you sounded excited when I mentioned them
1: yeah those are absolutely phenomenal um one thing I wanted to mention about the when she's making the uh tartines is I'm like was Ina the original ASMR? Like the sounds of her cutting. The yes, sounds, like the yeah, crunch. I, I, yeah, I was like, there should be a whole Ina ASMR like episode. Oh yeah, I mean, she
0: practically is ASMR. Uh, ASMR. Like, <laughs> it's like ISMR. Do you respond yeah. to ASMR? Is that something that like makes you cringe? Like, are you like into um, it? But- it's relaxing. I'd say it. either way. I think
1: I it, I think I like uh as much as Ina does it. That's my, I like sure. Ina's version of the it. The crunch. Sometimes, yeah. Um, sometimes I'm really grossed out by the sound of people eating.
0: Yeah, I don't like respond well to that. And no, no.
1: And, like, I'm happy with the crunchy bread and like the bowl yeah, sounds just, and yes. all of that. cooking so when noises. Any of the like chomping. I'm like Oh,
0: uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to watch someone eat a pickle and a blue yeti microphone it's, yeah, it's fine but I know there's a market for that yeah, so you yeah, do it yeah, you yeah, go yeah, ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is a, a lot of like the tiktok like the I think it's like the moody foodie I follow on tiktok is great a lot of just like like the way that the knives sort of slide across like the cutting board like it, it definitely does uh, yeah and <laughs> I mean I think there's just something in general to cooking shows that are so relaxing they're just like kind of you know, veg out and watch people do it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the crunch of that—they really zoomed in. Yeah. It was, it was satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we talked about the caramelized shallots. Like, do you serve that with something? Like, how is that sort of presented? Or do you have like a like some bread to like sort of? What's I think like? uh,
1: it was one of the first recipes I made. Oh wow! And uh, I believe I did kind of the same thing. I made the chicken with the uh, bread. I made the Eric verts with yeah. peppers and then I made the, and just like cutting them on the side, like at, like they'd be great with steak. They'd be great with so much, like they're great on their own. You don't have to add them to anything, um,
0: but they're so- Yeah, I would love it with a steak. That would be really nice. I feel yeah. um, some sort of like red meats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of the Eric Horvitz, it's like, yeah, it's like she adds like some bell pepper, red pepper, some red onion. Puts them in a roasting pan. Ina is struggling with the onions in this episode. I I love that they kept that in. It was so funny.
1: Because she mentions it and then she's still, like, working with them for another three minutes and, like, tears in her eyes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's,
0: There's one shot where she just, like, she's, like, blinking into the camera and she's, like, whoa. I do love those moments, like, when she's, like, draining potatoes or pasta and she's, like, you know. It's a facial stuff like that, um, <laughs> but she was really struggling with the onions. Uh, it was it was cute. I do love um,
1: those like real moments in. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's
0: again that's part of the like relatability of you know cooking. Some, and I love that like sometimes things go wrong. You know what I mean? Like she spills crap all over the counter all the time, and you know she goes with it.
1: Did you see? Um, So they did a weird thing like in the middle of the pandemic she had apparently filmed some episodes herself and they made a big launch over it and they did a whole blooper reel of her doing like filming these episodes by herself and the blooper reel is absolutely amazing it's so good. But then the show never appeared anywhere. I don't know what oh, happened. No. I've never seen any of the episodes. I've only seen the blooper reel.
0: <laughs> I have not seen the blooper reel, which makes me sad. I hope it's still out there. If I find it, I'll put it in the episode notes for everyone to, to you know, indulge. Yeah,
1: it, I'm, I, I think she posted it in her feed. So it should, okay. it should be there. <laughs> got on her Instagram
0: somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I love that she's, again, like, I love that she's game to, like, be the butt of the joke and also have a good sense of humor yep. about herself, too, because it is silly. Why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why take um, yourself too seriously? Like... Yeah.
0: So she takes this chicken out of the oven. She starts to cut up the sourdough for the croutons, which I mean, I would just eat those croutons and be done with it, really. <laughs> um, Anna arrives and they have this sort of like conversation, like at the door, and I like list the entire like menu for her and she gives her the classic like come with me sort of like uh the arm around uh-huh. it's great I love that uh and it's I mean honestly if I this is the way to enter Ina's house she's like I have a glass of wine and some tartines for you so why don't you sit there I'm gonna go get the chicken ready I would just be like yes
1: <laughs> and there and there's something about like I missed the early episodes where it was a little bit of like Family coming over, friends coming over, yes. Guests, but then also being in the old ha- in her kitchen, like before they yeah. built up the barn. Yes, um, and I love that aspect of the, these early episodes too.
0: Yes, it's like it's such a shift in a way, but um, it is fun to go back and revisit. Like, it, th- God bless Discovery Plus, honestly, because like I I don't know where else I could find them. That was like my biggest complaint for and like why I didn't start the podcast earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then it's just like. I don't know, haven't opened up and now we have access to like almost all of them, I'd say. I don't know if there are some that like didn't make it there or, you know. I think
1: almost all of them are there. The funny thing is, though, that like Sometimes Food Network online isn't synced up with the episodes on Discovery, so sometimes yes. the names are different. Sometimes yes. like, seasons are different. So I'll yes. think there's i think an episode's not on Discovery Plus, and it's just renamed something else for Discovery Plus.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Oh gosh. Yeah. The so there is a little there. bit of,
1: a little bit of that, but it's been a, like Discovery Plus has been an absolute godsend for this project yes. because it, like as I'm writing captions, as I like it, I always like read the page in the book and yeah. watch the episode that it was made, like just to get an idea I usually watch it before i cook and then i watch it again when i'm writing like the things just to be like okay what is she saying what are, like what's happened in the episode all of those kind of things yes and it's so easy just to plop 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 like found the
0: episode yes get to the
1: point i need like i don't know commercials like any of that so
0: <laughs> yeah i know i've never i've never been able to properly binge aina and it truly mm-hmm. is like Uh, it's a gift. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And what is also a gift is, I mean, the, the end of this dish, she, you know, she puts it on top, she carves the chicken. It looks great. I love the idea of like the drippings with like sort of like a little bit soft, but also has the crunch on it too. And her and Anna sit in the kitchen. Uh, which is like one of the preferred methods of Ina, yeah. <clears throat> but it's just the two of them. I think that works out really well in that sort of breakfast nook yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they cheers to Paris, and then we're back to Paris. We get a shot of the—is it the the Arc de Triomphe on the like the uh, like the Champs Elysees? Yeah, is that that is under construction
1: yeah. or what? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then like uh, Notre Dame, and then. Um, I wrote, it's time for a picnic with Jeffrey. Was that the next thing? A no cook picnic. Okay, yeah. So she gets, I mean, this reminds me of kind of your bread and butter moment here. It's like, that. it's just, she gets some tomatoes, some peaches, or at least they show the peaches. um, Some beautiful brie. Oh my God, the Swiss cheese. I don't know how you feel about Swiss cheese, but I am a Swiss cheese bitch. I love it so (laughs) much. So I was like, I want that. Like a ham and Swiss is just like, a ham and Swiss like, uh, like crepe is like, the best. It is the best. I Swiss has grown on me.
1: I won't say okay. that. I was not an original lover that. of Swiss, but <laughs> sure. it has grown on me. Yeah, <laughs> you, ha- you no. get a good Swiss, and uh, I'll take it.
0: Oh, it's so good. Um, so Jeffrey meets up with her by the river, and uh, I do love this. She's like, you know, you think every everyone thinks a picnic has to be big, big baskets, red checkered cloth. She's like, forget it. Find a really gorgeous spot, somebody you love, and just find a really um casual I wrote casual spot which is like the same thing anyway it's a lovely sentiment
1: (laughs) yeah and she was talking about it's not about arranging we're like reaching into the bag and eating out of it there's nothing to it yes like I love the simplicity of it
0: a bottle of wine it's beautiful and then Jeffrey chimes in he's like and and somebody who loves picnics uh (laughs) and Jeffrey says you're the best picnic maker I know and I know like you know very Sort of like in a threatening tone. She's like, I better be the only picnic maker, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's I sad.
1: love Eddie's scene with the two of them, but like it's aspirational. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if we still say hashtag goals, but like their relationship is, is so beautiful and they've been together for so long. And they just, I mean, it's funny because like, I feel like she said, you know, the, the the key to success is just like, we want each other to be happy, which like at the core is, is really like it in a way it's like they support each other they want each other to be happy um that might not work for everyone but at the same time it works for them you know i feel like they're yeah, able to divide and conquer
1: like i like we were talking about jeffrey um writing books and being a professor and da, 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 he's, yes. he's happy to take the back seat to Ina and support her and her like yes all of that is just like such a perfect relationship of support and like, they're in this together and they're cute and they're funny. And uh, it's like, you can absolutely tell they're head over heels in love.
0: Yeah. Um, and they make yeah. each other laugh, which yeah. uh, that's, that's- Big, that's
1: big, key. yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, speaking of Jeffrey, she's making him dinner back in East Hampton, the herbs baked eggs, the endive Roquefort salad, and then the profiteroles for dessert. Have you made any or all of these? Or you said that I've, the endive, no.
1: I've made all of them. Oh, you yes. have. Okay. Yeah, I have made all of them. Um, the herb baked eggs, one of my favorite recipes of all times, and I, I made it. I made it for. It's so simple, um, and it's just like the time, the rosemary, the garlic, the parmesan sprinkled on top, baked in the oven. My parents, I made it for them one time when they were visiting, and they make it all the time now. Um, nice. Just I need some easy.
0: Yeah, it's it sounds again like you were saying. What are what are the dishes called? The um, not ramekins, uh, but what gritan, am I trying to say? Yes, the gratin dishes. Yeah, yeah. I need to get some of those. I feel like that's like a, a staple, or at least like an Ina Garden staple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's
1: a. Uh, I, I partner with Cassandra's Kitchen, and they carry. Yeah. They're a store that kind of carries all of Ina's favorite products, and that was one of the first things they, they were like, what do you want? And I was like, I need the, I need Ina's gratin dish." Yes.
0: Oh gosh. It looks great. I was, and I guess the, the amount of cream she put in the bottom of that, she puts like the butter and like cream first. Like she says, Whoa, like but as if she poured too much, but like, does it work? Like is it, does it need a good, like a hefty splash or.
1: It's been so long since I've made this that I can't even remember. And I even watched the episode and I was like, I like it's been a while since I made it and I don't remember cream in it.
0: Yeah, I was I was interested in that because she she gets the gratin dishes and puts like a little bit of butter and then some cream and then puts that in the oven to sort of melt it. And then she like sort of lays the eggs into it and then tops it. So I was I was interested, but because I know sometimes you do put a splash of cream, but she didn't like mix it i'll yeah. figure it out <laughs> uh, i'll figure it out when i make it um wish but, i had an
1: answer for you
0: <laughs> i know it's all right and then the um the endive roquefort salad and the profiteroles you've also made too but you like blue cheese so this is a win for you
1: i love blue cheese i'm not a big Andive. I, I i don't hate okay. it but i don't love it um but i do love a roquefort pear combination yes. like that just makes me happy at all times i know you don't don't love your blue cheese, but- I know, I would try it. I would certainly
0: try it. How would you describe, because I've never had Andive also, like, is it like, to me, like looking at it, I feel like it looks like celery. I don't know why, like a celery sort of taste. Is it more of a lettuce? Like, how would you describe it?
1: Um, more of a lettuce leaf. It's bitter. It's like a okay. bitter, and that's why I don't love it. But it is like really cute. Like she's done like it, like for appetizers where you have like crab salad in the like- Yes. inside and then you have a whole platter of that with like the crab salad and that and i enjoyed those uh or like for hummus or um but when it's like the star of a salad i'm like eh, i'll just have the pears and i'll have everything but the, every, i mean it's a delicious salad i'm just not a yeah. big endive
0: <laughs> yeah hold the endive it's they're really good yeah. like they're like little boats like it's a really nice like vessel for everything yeah. so i get that yeah. um yeah, yeah. um and then we jump back to Paris to the to the Grand Epicerie, which is one of her favorite stores in the world. Everything looks amazing here. Was that on your uh, on your list at all? Did you happen? Oh,
1: I did marvelous. make it there, and it's like as magical as she <laughs> she yes. says. Um, we didn't actually spend much time. I think it's on the left bank. I can never remember. I think she lives on the left bank, so she would like okay. we didn't spend much time there. Um, but I did stop there and go
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> stop I, at that. Uh, oh my gosh, the the desserts. I feel like this is where she says like, uh, maybe it was here. Like you're you're not your friends aren't going to have any more fun if you you know bust your butt trying yeah. to make a pastry. So just just buy yeah. one, especially when you're in Paris. Like the work is done yeah. for you. Everything is going to be great.
1: hundred percent. hundred percent. Storeboard is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. There we go. Uh, we need like a little like ding uh, every time you say yeah. it. Uh, take a shot. And I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's back in East Hampton again. She's making the profiteroles. Um, how were these for you when you, did you make it the same way with the chocolate sauce and the ice cream or was it a different a filling?
1: Um, I did both. It, it was, I did, I half of them ice cream, half of them pastry cream. Um, is nice. in barefoot in Paris. It's a pastry cream that like okay. included in the recipe. And I was very, very like, so for each like 100th recipe, 200th recipe or like anniversary of the, the project or whatever, I like to pick uh, a challenge or something. And this was one of my earlier challenges. I was like, how am I going to make profiteroles? Like, I'm like, this just seems so intimidating. And I remember um, doing the choux pastry that came out, putting them in the oven. I think they're done. I pulled them out and they all just sink in. And I was like, (gasps) wait, wait, wait. Stick them. I so I stuck them back in the oven <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately uh, gave them like five more minutes. They puffed up and then stayed puffed up.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was
1: like, oh, that was a quick. Like that was a good save. Otherwise, I would have had all of these deflated. Prof- prof- oh, profiteroles.
0: a profiterole miracle. That's yeah. that's what we love to yeah. hear. I do love that they look like little like poo emoji until you like put your finger in the water and then like kind of tap the top little thing there too. But, but they look great. They, they, I feel like you can really honestly put anything in them.
1: Oh yeah. And the, um, uh, I liked them better with ice cream over the, the pastry cream, but the nice thing about a pastry is you can do sweet or savory. You could. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I've lovely. done
1: like Gougiers,
0: like
1: are um, uh, like cheesy puff, like profiteroles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we jump back to Paris again. It's really a lot of back and forth here. Um, it's time to talk flowers with Marianne, Robic. Um, Her friends say, you don't choose the flowers here. They choose you, which is very, I don't know. That that sounds like so French and dramatic, but I just kind of love it at the same time. Um, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Are are you big on flowers? Like, do you you go hard on a table setting or... How does that look like?
1: I haven't. Look like. I haven't gotten into the um. Fla- we like we got flowers for brunch yesterday. Yeah. But I haven't got really into like arranging and like putting a ton of thought into sure. them. It's usually like, oh, walk by. These look great. Stick them in the. the, 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 the yeah, walk uh, by Trader
0: Joe's and pick up a bouquet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um uh, maybe when I have a little bit more time after I'm yeah. done cooking all the recipes right? that'll be my next flower arranging will be my next
0: yes next <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was
1: watching watching this episode or this scene where she goes back to the Hamptons um and she's putting together the bouquet I was like I missed the pace of these earlier episodes like th- she spends a good it feels like 10 minutes just <laughs> Doing these flowers, cutting them,
0: arranging yes. them. Yes, <laughs> I do love that. I love a good like because the early, early episodes are like a race against time. Like she made like seven things at once, like in one episode. But like I do love as it kind of went on to and like, r- like maybe in like I don't know a couple years in, I'd say, but still earlier episodes. Yeah, it's like take your time, <laughs> like let, let's yeah. see it all. Um, I remember. And she, I remember. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: I remember watching an earlier episode and I was almost like stressed by how fast the episode was moving. And it must've been like one of our first, I was like, she is running. She is running from here to here. And I was like, the pace was almost frenetic. And I was like, oh my God, I'm kind of stressed. I'm used to being so calm by watching this.
0: Yes. I did an episode with my friend Robbie and that was a very... Stressful episode, and then I did another one by myself where I was like, I can't believe she is hustling. I feel like she's a fast walker anyway. But um, yeah. yeah, there is something that like that's not the barefoot contestant that we know now. It's like slow down. It's gonna be good, you know. Three, three, you know. Like I love a good like. Yeah. I, I always get a little sad when there's when there's no dessert in an episode. I really do like when she makes something sweet, um, and then like you know a main course and an appetizer. Mm-hmm. It's it's always great.
1: Yeah. Uh, but the flowers I look like, great. Uh, the variety. Yeah.
0: Yes, I do like the variety. Um, she teaches us a little bit about, you know, uh, flower arranging and the possibility of, you know, mm. mixing mint with roses. It sounds lovely. But it's yeah. like on, on my end, too, like I don't I don't ever think of flowers. I would never think to like get them, I guess. So I don't know. It's maybe not like I, an, maybe it, I'll it, start.
1: It, it's one of those things that like now that we've been in this new apartment, um, mm-hmm my boyfriend and our other roommate Anna we've been like trying to get flowers a little bit more because there is something yeah. so nice about like I've never really been into flowers but it's just like to have some life in the apartment like yes. some brightness uh, yeah. some uh so trying to get a little bit more into it but still not there they're they're not a must for me is
0: yeah you know. they're not a priority <laughs> are you a, are you a plant person I feel like everyone has plants I've been into succulents a lot recently is that anything that you are interested in
1: um not interested in but yeah. I do have, I do have plants and I've managed shockingly to keep them alive nice I, I, I prefer the plants that they sort of droop when they're need some water so I guess yes they'll future, tell you yes and then you water them and they're fine
0: <laughs> yes yes
1: uh those are the ones I I don't I need plants that don't take a lot of work is where I'm yeah, saying <laughs>
0: yeah I thought that's what my journey with succulents would be but they're actually a little bit more finicky I'm looking at them right now lovingly but uh it's cool <laughs> uh, it's something to like take care of I guess yeah um yeah, so where we go where do we go next here oh she's she talks about how she's she said she stood for hours watching French florists do this she's like it's the only way to learn and I was like whoa that is like and I know she's like she comes from the sort of catering you know, that's a p- big part of her life too. So I feel like she does, you know, teaming up with Michael, like she yeah. has a lot of knowledge about that. So, you know, um, fine. And yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So we're back in Paris. It's time to talk cheese, which is one of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I do love Ina's three cheese rule. You get a hard, a soft and a blue. I would nix the blue, but you know, other people <laughs> like it. Um. <laughs> But I think mean that's kind of
1: what my go-to is. Like I've always yeah. been to, like followed her. Uh, and Trader Joe's has such good prices on cheese that like that's yes. that's pretty much the only cheese shop I I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I same. It's like we we don't really we have a like a really bougie cheese shop up the street, but it's like you you know you get like a slice of cheese the size of like a golf ball and it's like twelve dollars and yeah. I'm like yeah. why? But it's it's good. <laughs> it it is really good. But... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so she orders like three different types of cheese. Um, she walks out and she's like, that was fun. C'est fromage, which <laughs> just means it's cheese in French. That's all it means, I just love that. Uh, but it sounded very uh, elegant. Yeah, um,
1: Every, everything, everything you say in French. Uh, yeah. A little bit more elegant.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we hop back to East Hampton. She's making the Andy of Roquefort salad. She whips up a vinaigrette. And tells us how she's going to slice up the pears, and um, you know, put some walnuts in them. Uh, which, I mean, this is kind of what we already talked about anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> heard that. Yeah, back in Paris, Jeffrey seems a little buzzed here. I don't know if you picked up on that. He's like, I love Paris. I love Paris <laughs> on nights like this.
1: Yeah, yeah just... they did a little bit of pre-gaming before uh, this. <laughs>
0: yes, but this is, and I don't know if like you had this experience too, but Keon and I had it a couple times too. When we went, we went in like, I can't remember if it was like August or September. So it was hot. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you know this obviously too, but like, I I do not... I I will probably never understand how French people stay so chic and do not sweat like like men in like three piece suits looking like they walked out of like a Gucci ad. And I'm like in a T-shirt. I look like I came from like a wet T-shirt contest. I'm like, how do you do this? Um, I've never done.
1: I've never done Paris in the summer. I mean, New York. I mean, so miserable. Oh It's a lot. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so like, did you yeah, go in I like the fall. Of, I've always done. um All three times have been spring trips, mm. and I like I love spring in Paris. So
0: that sounds yeah. I could just that should be like a fragrance, spring in Paris. <laughs> spring like, in Paris. Just bottle that up.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think we might be. So my boyfriend and I both love Paris, and. Our, our for our one year anniversary, we were talking about going to Paris, but pandemics so that didn't happen. So we're hoping yeah. for our two year anniversary, we, we can do Paris. So it'll be like early December, and so I'm kind nice. of excited to see Paris in winter if we end up going.
0: That would be cool. I would love that. I feel like there's more chance at being chic in the winter (laughs) at least for me I'll just get a really great coat and uh it's hard to keep up I mean everyone is just so even in New York too like the level of like style and sophistication is just like um but Paris really takes it to another level they're (laughs) they're all like skinny and beautiful I don't Uh know how to do it
1: (laughs) And eating delicious food all the time.
0: Yes. And this sort of like, speaking of delicious food, like this cafe, the uh, de, de floor, I think it, or floor. Like, yeah, I, I there's a typo in my notes, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> just like cozying up. On those little like two-seater like I love that I love that they were by the door too like that would be the table I would want yeah because yep. it's pretty close to everyone like as Americans I'm, I feel like we're just not like into like I always like start to sweat if there's like an open table and you have to sit next to people I'm like oh well, uh, it almost
1: feels like you're in the same conversation like you're at, it's yeah. almost feels like you're at the same table with them
0: <laughs> yes yes and so They sort of like, I don't know, like, I feel like, I mean, Jeffrey's definitely buzzed, but they definitely like, they like stumble into this like cute little corner, they order some champagne and an omelet for dinner with some like, a like some crusty bread and I it just, it's perfect, the two of them. I just want to do that. And
1: that's like, that restaurant is such a cute restaurant. And uh, like we went and for some reason, I didn't watch this episode before I went to Paris. So I, like mm-hmm. you were saying, there's things that I, like, I kind of miss. And I was like, I had, when we went to Cafe de Flore, I went and I had French onion soup but I would have much rather had that omelet with some
0: champagne. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I do love, I love making like breakfast for dinner. And I feel like omelets are like an exception to that rule. You know, like that's perfectly acceptable to do that at that time of day or like that evening, um, which I love like a ham and cheese. ugh, it just looked.
1: It looked It was dinner, dinner perfection. And I'm wondering now that you're seeing that Jeffrey seemed buzz. I'm like, how many times do you think they had to shoot that scene? And mess maybe up? yes, <laughs> and I know.
0: <laughs> I feel there's like a small part of me that feels like the Kean and I went to this place. I don't. I mean, but there are a ton of cafes that look like that. So, like, odds are popular. we
1: did. It's like a, okay. every, like everyone goes to that one. I feel okay. like so. I wouldn't be surprised if you went because it's like listed on. Yeah. Like most lists have like you have to stop here for.
0: Yes. I feel like we had like a beer and some, I don't know. We nibbled on something, but it was, it was great. Yeah. Um. So back in East Hampton, the herbed baked eggs, which we already talked about uh, pretty in depth. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about, you know, it seems pretty easy. It's like you slap it under the broiler and it's, it's great. Um. And then she's finishing up the Andive Roquefort salad and then, you know, puts the warm nuts on top of that, but then she throws it back in the fridge. So like, why warm up the nuts? I guess to get them a little, like to bring out some of the flavor. I guess I don't I know. I found that out interesting. A little bit
1: of the flavor and it crunches them. Like sometimes the nuts get a little, uh, little bit softer. Yes, they can so get, it, get, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of the moisture out, so it crunches them like they're crunchier. And go. the toasting obviously brings out a lot more flavor.
0: Got it. Got it. Uh, and then the profiteroles with the chocolate sauce. I mean, yes, sign me up uh you
1: definitely make them they're so good I'm like now I'm like do I revisit that one soon that one was yeah good one. <laughs> you
0: should I love that she flavored it or like sweetened it with like a little bit of honey I love any sort of like coffee and chocolate combo and uh, that's like one of the things that I like yep. spread to so many people who don't know about the beauty of like how coffee makes chocolate taste more like chocolate it's it's amazing yeah uh, the depth of flavor. That's
1: that's Ina's thing. Like I'm, I'm always shocked when there's a chocolate recipe and there's not some sort of coffee mixed in. Whether it's instant granules, yes. espresso granules, whether it's hot yes. espresso, I'm always like, "What was Ina doing? Why isn't there any coffee in this?"
0: Yeah, I feel like she figured that out at a certain point in the show, and then like she pretty much sticks with that like yep. well after. But if you catch an episode before that, but I guess it also depends on what you're looking for. I don't yep. know, but. Anytime I'm making anything, even if it's like a store-bought like um, brownie mix, I'll put like some espresso in there or like some coffee if I have it. Uh, it just adds that to it. That sounds good.
1: I never thought, I mean-
0: Yeah. It makes sense,
1: like add a to, but a, in a brownie mix, like store-bought brownie mix, that sounds really good.
0: With the volume turned up, yeah. <laughs> store-bought is fine, yeah. you know. Ding. Um, <laughs> so she takes the eggs, uh, out of the oven and the salads, like she's kind of just getting everything ready. And Jeffrey is like sitting poised and ready on the back porch. He's thrilled. Again, I, I you know, it must be so hard being Jeffrey Garden because he, <laughs> uh the spoils that he gets, like what he gets to taste. And uh, and I feel like he loves food just as much as Aina does. So oh, it's a good match.
1: Definitely. And who doesn't want to have like a cute little dinner moment on there? Like, I mean, it's so pretty. It's so lush there, like on yes. the little porch like uh, that's
0: a dream yeah speaking of like the porch slash garden I almost like had an aneurysm when I would like release my episode last week uh at the very beginning of the episode I was like Ina we need a tour of your garden we should call it Ina's garden like get on it and I dropped that episode at like 7 a.m on Thursday and then like at 11 a.m she just releases an episode or like a an Instagram video of her giving a tour of her garden I was like Oh, my goodness. He put it out there. No, I did. I actually, I
1: actually saw it. I was like, wait, did he put this out before? Because I, I saw your yes. the episode after yes. I'd seen the garden video. And I was like, oh, did he just happen to? And I was like, no, he put this out before she put that out.
0: Yeah, I recorded that on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, Ina, if you're listening... You know, Trent and I are available. We'll come to we'll come to your house. You know, we can sit out in the garden. We'll we'll make it worth your while. (laughs) But that was cool. I was like, I'm sure it's just like a very specific coincidence. But you know, part of me likes to think that she's she's listening somewhere, or maybe her assistant is
1: podcast, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's just taking my suggestions. So we got to think of something to suggest by the end of the episode. I mean,
1: she, she loves Instagram, so. Yeah, so it's, it's so, your favorite platform. So she's probably taking it all out.
0: Yeah, Um. so what are we, Oh, uh, yeah. So she she teases Jeffrey with the idea of dessert. She gets the profiteroles out. Um. What does she say? Oh, she cuts the profiterole in half. Oh, she scoops up the vanilla ice cream, which she has left on the counter for a bit, which I love. I love it when it gets a little bit soupy. That's like my favorite part of even like a scoop of ice cream on a cone yeah. when it just gets soft. Uh, It tastes better that way, which is what she says.
1: I feel like I leave it out. And then I just want the edges that are the most (laughs) melt-like. Yes, exactly. I just get like a
0: straw and just like go around. It is, um, I love, and I love a good vanilla, um, good vanilla, good vanilla ice cream. Um, I just think there's something very simplistic about that, that, uh, you know, it's a good base for any sort of dessert because you can put whatever you want on top of it. Um, Yeah
1: put it on some pie, put it on some crumble, put it on, like, I feel like yes. if you have a dessert, you can probably add a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Absolutely.
0: To it. <laughs> yeah. And the chocolate sauce looks great. She pours it into like almost like a little gravy boat situation. Um, I, and she brings the profiteroles out to Jeffrey and they cheers to Paris. And then the episode kind of ends on them just like, you know, strolling down the streets of Paris and it's, it's so beautiful.
1: It, uh, That's why I wanted this episode. It's just such a, like, she loves this city so much. And it just feels like yeah. so her, like, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I think of Ina when I think of Paris or yeah. like it's so ingrained in her recipes and her ethos. And like, she kind of taught herself how to cook by cooking her way through uh, Julia Child's uh, yes. in the art of French cooking. So that's like the backbone of her like repertoire is French. Um, so that yeah. was like, this really brings her home kind of, I, I feel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's everything wrapped up into one like beautiful French package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Trent, this has been such a delight. Um, I'm so Thank glad you. that you had some time to hop on and just you know talk about Ina for, <laughs> for a good amount of time.
1: I've been, been so looking forward to this. I know that we started talking, I think back in March about doing an episode and I just had a yeah. really, really crazy spring. And we sure. finally did it. We finally heard it. And uh, yes. it really just so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, well worth the wait. Um, where can we find more of you? Plug away. What have we got going
1: on? Uh, my main hub is Instagram. And you can find me at fine on Instagram. Uh, or you can go to my blog, www.storeboughtisfine.com. Uh, and then I also have Store is fine page on Facebook.
0: Nice. Excellent. Yes, everyone... I mean, if you're not on Instagram, get on Instagram, follow <laughs> trends and just the journey. It's so fun to kind of watch. And I love like your, how you're, you've kind of been doing, I guess at this point, like making your, like your best ofs or like your favorite stuff. And like, sort of, there's so much room that even after the project is like over in quotes, like you can still go back and like make these best of lists or like, you know, her best. Yeah, and that's
1: a, a, So I recently to pulled together a bunch of lists that I yeah. want to create as I'm finishing up, like I have a potato salad one coming up and her best burgers. And so I'm going to do all that content. And over the next year, I'm going to start re- releasing my own. I'm going to start doing some recipe developing. Nice. Um, so I'm going to try to like some easy recipes first, but try to sprinkle that in. Um, and that way, when I'm done with the project, I will start to do a little bit more of my own uh, recipe developing and cooking other people's. And then I'm sure I will we'll have uh, more books I know she has one coming out in like two years or something the same nice. year as her autobiography so.
0: <gasps> I did not know that was happening yes Whoa. <laughs>
1: yes you were, were schooling me Ina on books Ina
0: books. yes okay two oh my gosh
1: so, so she's always been on a schedule I mean since the second book or something yeah. she releases every two years in October a new cookbook Okay. And she's actually taking a, between Modern Comfort Food and her next cookbook, she's taking three years, but she's also writing her autobiography
0: during that time, so. Oh my God, what's it going to be called? Um, (laughs) I can't wait to buy it. I'm going to do like a whole like series on that book. I'll just read the chapters aloud. (laughs) (laughs) I feel
1: like she has stories. I'm uh, like, I want the insider to keep on everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean what are you going to fill that book with? Like, cause we know, we know a lot about her, but I'm sure there's some, some juicy stuff in there yeah. as well too. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you again. I wish, uh, you know, if we had glasses of champagne right now, we would cheers to Paris and store about is fine. And the good vanilla finally, you know, collabing. together. This uh, is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thanks again. And I will speak with you soon. Thanks. I'll see you on Instagram. So that is the end of our episode. I want to thank Trent for, of course, being a fabulous guest. Um, everyone, please go follow him on Instagram at storebotisfine and just see, you know, the fabulous work he's been doing over the past six years. Go support him; uh, you will not regret it. I promise. Especially if you're a Barefoot Contessa fan, uh, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving, really. Um, But if you want to follow more of the podcast uh, on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Also, you can send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for the Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just type in the Good Vanilla and you'll find it in no time. If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. It all works out. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.